What happened in Heather Gay's room? And Robin Dixon found herself a groom. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Virtual reality. Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Evan. And this week, the Salt Lake ladies really are bringing the heat with this reunion, Evan, because part one, I have to be honest, when I tuned in, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And then I realized, oh, there is actually so much to talk about. And so many things I didn't even know we were going to be talking about, we're talking about. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like the reunion was almost better than the entire season combined. And I think that's because there was, it was such a relief to hear Heather Gay talk about the black eye reveal a little bit more. It's well, it's actually interesting because it's like, she revealed that she did get blacked out and she was embarrassed and she had a lot of Mormon shame associated with that. The so blackout decided, eye. Right. <laughs> so then she like decided to tell all these crazy stories and like kind of implicate her cast members. The interesting thing is, is that like, even though we got a little bit more clarification that she just happened to hurt her eye in a blacked out moment, we still kind of don't know how she got it. Like she has I no know. idea. And then everyone gave their theories and it, it's coming back to Jen Shaw. A lot. I mean, a lot of people are thinking, did Jen get angry? Angie. Hey, is thinking it might have been a little NSFW. Well, I was talking to some people and they said, have you ever heard of any sexual relations between Heather and Jen? Now that Angie K pointed out that when producers initially asked Heather about the black eye and Jen turned to her and was like, what are you going to say? And then thinking about that and then also thinking about the way that Jen was like pacing across the room when they were talking about it in front of Meredith and she looked so nervous. Like I'm kind of thinking that maybe Jen actually did do this. And do you know what, if she did do it, Heather can't remember. And if Heather did remember, she said that she wasn't going to get Jen in trouble. So, I mean, we're just going to have to leave it at that. The scratches. That's the thing that really. Like uh, if you fall and hit your eye on a coffee table or a bathroom sink, I don't know if there's much opportunity to get those kinds of scratches because if you're if you're falling on your eye, you know what I mean? It's just and I mean who if, if Lisa Barlow was the investigator during all this, she would have been like, Well, you guys were just on ketamine and shrooms. So <laughs> maybe this is why we don't have answers because that accusation that Lisa threw out kind of took me for such a shock because I could not imagine any of these ladies on either ketamine or shrooms, I have to say. You said she popped pills. Jen had told me that they popped some pills before. Um, that Jen and I did? In my yeah, room. she told Whitney me that you two were both. She told me that you two were both ketamine or something. I know they love their like Sauvignon Blanc, but I don't know if they like their special K. I don't know if they're doing the special K challenge. <laughs> yes. I feel like we would have gotten a lot more terrifying footage if these girls were actually on that. But when Can Heather said- she locked herself in a room. I was like, could have she have hallucinated? I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, I she doesn't remember any of the hallucinations if she had them. I do like the idea of the women dressed in Maryland garb, high off their asses with ketamine. That 
That's amazing. And and that is white lotus to the mix. Yeah, that that is white lotus. Yeah, I, I love how I love how Lisa was like ketamine. And then as Meredith is like making her call to Jen, which I love the phone a friend moment. Oh. You heard it. it. You know Whitney. Whitney, she's talked to Whitney about it. Hi, Jen. I have you on speaker at the reunion. I, I thought that was really strange. on the scene. Smart. Yeah, I, I like that. So we did get a Jen. Uh, Shaw appearance at the reunion after all but as she was making that phone call Lisa's like yeah and shrooms like I just I just don't take Meredith specifically for a shrooms <laughs> kind of gal and I, I will say I just want to let our listeners know that Danny and I spent an extended period with Meredith in person at our first live show in December hours and hours with her and we saw not one trace of shrooms or mm-hmm. ketamine but speaking of our first live show, we were having another live show, uh, February 10th at City Winery, and it's Valentine's Day themed show, and we have lots of fun Bravo couples. We oh. have Gertie and Russell from Miami, and of course, we have the Queens from New Jersey. Uh, Dolores and the Gorgas. It's heavy. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's all you can ask for this this Valentine's season. <laughs> it is. It is so magic, and while, yeah, I think we are shutting down the drug use on Salt Lake City. <laughs> While I don't know what they're going to get into on Real Friends of WeHo this season, maybe Special K will be involved, maybe not. I have a feeling no matter what happens on it, Twitter won't be happy. <laughs> I know. I I feel like Twitter needs some Special K to to deal with their feelings about the Real Friends of WeHo. It's the new show on MTV. It recently premiered, and a, a lot of people are thinking or, or have characterized it as. A, a gay knockoff of the real housewives and you know when you actually watch the show it's really not that at all it's i feel like the marketing and the actual show don't really match up it's caused a it. lot of what you said you enjoyed I, it i enjoyed it yeah i mean yeah i gotta say like i i really was entertained like mm-hmm. i if if people, I don't care if you're in WeHo, Salt Lake City, like if there is drama, I am oh. consuming it. And there there was a lot of drama on the premiere episode for sure. And we caught Brad Goreski right, right, right as it premiered. And he addressed all the controversy. You know, it's a very good show. It's, you know, it is all real. It is all authentic. We were truly experiencing everything in front of the cameras. As you mentioned, we also address the fact that we're doing a show. We're not pretending that there aren't cameras. It's entertainment. It's, you know, it's January. Like, lighten up. Like, it's, it's a fun <laughs> show with a bunch of, like, funny guys who are, like, sharing their lives with you. And, I mean, while Brad probably is not enjoying <laughs> social media right now, or maybe he is doing his Housewives impressions, Larsa seems to be painting the Instagram town with her new man. Well, new-ish because we all kind of knew (laughs) they were (laughs) together, but I feel now they're very openly being together, her and Marcus Jordan. You know, I love this for her because I feel like for so long she kept this under wraps. Like they, they've been spotted out and about for months and months and months now. And when I I, remember I I ran into her at BravoCon and I asked her, I was like, what is going on with Marcus? And she was just like, we're friends, we're friends. Well, you know, now it's pretty clear to the world, Larsa, that you're more than just friends. And that is OK. I know there's kind of like a weird Michael Jordan, well, Scotty Pippen connection. So maybe Larsa can take some tips from our podcast guest this week about introducing her love and et cetera onto reality TV screens. Because right after we chatted with Robin from Potomac, 
it was revealed that the finale is going to be her and Juan's wedding, which I cannot wait to watch. All right, Robin Dixon, we are so glad you are here right now, especially because things are really spicy on Potomac and you are bringing, you're bringing a lot of the heat. I mean, this last episode was wild. The whole showdown with Karen. We brought out the picture of blue eyes. How are you processing it all today? Especially after the reunion. Okay, so first of all, when I watched that episode, you know, they sent it to us before the reunion. I died laughing at the sketch of the blonde in Georgetown. (laughs) I... These are hilarious. Like it was so funny, but it was just what was even funnier to me was that Karen, like those words actually came out of Karen's mouth. I'm like, you don't think you sound ridiculous right now? May I see? No, but you may not. You may not. This was that looks like somebody. And then that was the other part that was like, you know, once they reveal that it was read on a blog, and I'm like, so you read this on the blog, and from that you deduce that it looks like that she looks like you and that he wants you i'm just like this is the most insane laughable joke i've ever heard well that's what it came down to that karen said that juan apparently is trying to knock on her deliver something other than pizza to her door i mean i i think karen is letting you all know who she thinks about every night when she goes to bed. I mean, the delusion, it's like obvious that she wants, she wishes there was a little something there. So uh, what were your thoughts on her claiming that Juan propositioned a threesome with Karen? She was so confident when she said it. I mean, it was so funny. Cause like that was, I didn't even remember, like, it was so long ago. We're talking about something that was said at the season four reunion. Like we're in season seven now. And so Um, I vaguely remember like us, you know, laughing and joking about a threesome at the reunion. And so I'm like, okay, like I, like I, first of all, I know Juan, he's very playful. Um, he is flirty and I know that if he said whatever she said, he said to her, it was a joke when she brought up like how, how he hugged her and she felt uncomfortable. Like I really it was still laughable to me, but when I watched the episode, I was like, you know what, this is actually borderline dangerous because I felt like she was implying something that didn't happen, you know, that just we shouldn't put out there. You know, you've got Candace all mad about what Giselle said about Chris, and then you have Karen over here talking about, oh, he hugged me hard and I was uncomfortable. I'm like, we've got to stop this. Some of the words coming out of her mouth were a lot about your your marriage and your wedding to Juan, and we know that you got a marriage license obtained back in august are we married today the the wedding wasn't fake um <laughs> there nothing about my life is fake okay okay um, <laughs> i i will say just continue to watch the show you'll see our plans develop and to see kind of you know what um eventually um you know was the ultimate decision on the wedding so why do you think karen was so fixated on your wedding slash marriage um honestly i don't know at this point i just think that she might be um a little like obsessed with juan or something i don't know it's just it's really weird to me you know i just feel like especially coming from someone of her maturity just because like you know once you've gone through life and you've seen how life throws you lemons and you 
pivot and people actually end up just kind of living life the way they want to. It's like weird coming from someone like her who has experienced life to be so judgmental and fixated on what we're doing. And so, I it, love it really, how prepared you were for that lunch because you came in so calm, tech ready. You have been the tech pro this season. <laughs> you were just sitting. I was like, is she playing Candy Crush? No. <laughs> She's pulling up a photo that you had. Were you? Yeah. You said that Giselle sent that to you six months ago. Did you kind of know in the back of your mind, it's like I might, I might need to be using this if Karen comes for me. You know what? Honestly, so I think a lot of us have stuff in our back pocket. Uh, I will honestly say that's not the only legit concrete information that I have on her. Oh, for years, and it's and it's kind of like don't push me, I won't push you type of situation. Um, I'm sure we all have, you know, so-called information on each other. And so I'm not the type to go around just because I have information on someone to go, oh, this is what I heard. This is what I heard. This is what I heard. You know, because we've been hearing stuff for years. You know, I'm not motivated just to spread gossip just for no for no reason. But, you know, if you're going to come at me and call me fake, then I'm definitely going to point out, you know, how your institution is fake and you're trying to sell people on something that doesn't exist. So. And I, you said you had more stuff in your back pocket. And I know you can't give away anything about the reunion, but we know you filmed the reunion and we're so glad you survived it. When you were like, oh, you're doing it this week. I was like, let's see what happens at the reunion because I have a feeling it gets intense. Did you have yeah. to bring out any extra evidence from your Karen file? Well, you know, I think um, a certain someone didn't want us to do that. So they were playing nice, very nice. It seems like nobody wants to be between maybe... Mia and Wendy from that coming attraction because it seems like they are getting there's a there was a potential chance that they get kind of on a more intimate level to end Mexico. You know that that whole situation is still fuzzy to me. Um, I mean, I'm just like, what did something happen? Did it not? Who said what? Who did what? Who? I understand how we get to that point sometimes because especially on these cash trips, the cash trips are long, they're draining. And I think when we finally hit the end and everyone is just, I, I don't care who's mad at who, it's like, oh, I'm just so happy to be able to just, you know, just relax and have fun and let loose and have a good old time. And so I understand that that's probably a lot of what was going on, just them just being relieved that like, okay, you know, we're, <laughs> this trip is over and we're going home in the morning, so uh, well, Robin, before we let you go, speaking of hope at the reunion, I am curious, how did things play out for Giselle and Candace? Mm, not great. Not great. Okay. They won't be going to Thailand together again anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> not voluntarily, that's for sure. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.